0: And welcome to Unlimited Life. I have such a special and such an extraordinary guest for you tonight. It was my goal and deepest desire when I created the show to bring to you the very best experts in the world, the people that were at the pinnacle of really cutting edge information and that had the keys and the tools and the techniques, the doorways, the windows, the pathways, and really the steps and the guides to be able to allow you to lead and to live your very best life, your happiest life the life that you always knew was possible and waiting for you. And tonight's guest is exactly just to carry on this Sunday. Tonight we are speaking with Dr. Terry Shintani. And Terry is amazing. I had the opportunity to meet him several years ago, and I was so blown away. I happened to be in Honolulu on vacation, and I was able to go into his center. And I was amazed first by the energy when I first walked through the door. I've never felt so open, so centered, so at peace and so like I was in the right place that I did in that moment when I walked in. And I was there and able to witness a workshop and there were the place was packed with people and what I was most astounded with is watching their faces literally change and light up and you can see in people's eyes that they knew that there was an aha. There was something that they had waited a lifetime for that they were finding in that moment. And it wasn't somebody that was being set off and saying, do this exercise for three months, go have this one nutritional bar, do this one thing. It was an understanding of their own health and wellness and every possibility of leading and living a pain-free life, a healthy life, a life full of energy and vitality and strength, And really, glory and happiness in a way I've never seen before. And I was never able to shake that feeling because I carried it with me everywhere. I would go into other doctor's offices. I would go to other workshops. I would go to conventions. i go to centers. And I kept looking for that light. I kept looking for that ad that I saw when I was in Dr. Terry Shintani's office. And I've had the opportunity this week to be back here in Honolulu. And I am proud and honored and blessed and absolutely glorified to bring him on this show today and to talk to you about all of the wonderment and the possibilities that are available for your health because it really is possible to live that heaven on earth. It really is possible to live in a life in a body that you absolutely love. And so it is my joy to introduce you to absolutely an amazing, wondrous man and somebody so gifted and talented in the world of health, Dr. Terry Shantani. Terry, thank you and welcome. Thanks for having me on uh, with you.
1: It's my uh, my privilege to be with you.
0: It's such a pleasure having you. One of the questions I always love to ask my guests is the did-you-know factor. When you were four and five and six and seven and other kids wanted to be firemen and astronauts, and was there a Terry that was always helping people, or was there a Terry, or did something happen later in life that this well, door opened for that's you? That's a really
1: good question. Um, uh, when I was six months old, my dad had cancer course, I didn't know it then, but I remember about th- when I was about three, he had a second surgery, and they took out the left side of his colon, left with a colostomy, and I became very scared that I was gonna lose my father. Because of course, this is in the 1950s, and in those days, no one survived cancer. So uh, one of the things I did was I would pray every night, dear Lord, don't let dad die of cancer. And the other thing was I started thinking, they can send a man to the moon. They can blow people to pieces with a nuclear bomb. Why can't they cure cancer? So my whole childhood, I started thinking, I need to be a doctor so I can figure this out. And so, yes, when I when I was very young, I wanted to be a healer of those things that people thought they couldn't heal. So here I am. Now I'm Yeah, and now I'm a professor, and I run the alternative medicine clinic at uh, our medical school at the University of Hawaii. That's
0: amazing. I read on your website, it says something about you being a living treasure, oh, and that in 2006 that you're one of the youngest individuals to ever receive that honor. And I loved reading that because when I think of a treasure, I think of something that's found. I think of something that has energy and vibrance. If you think of a treasure chest, it's sparkly and it's shimmery and it's new. And it's something that we've been looking for for a very long time. And so the fact that you would be something we would be looking for for a very long time that would sparkle and shine like that, I think is absolutely a perfect, perfect way to state who you are. Thank you. Well,
1: I was uh, given that moniker, that official um, status uh, because I worked for, I wanted to help as many people as I could, and I wanted to help the people who needed it most. And in Hawaii, the Native Hawaiian people have the worst health in the nation. They have massive obesity, diabetes, cancer, heart disease, and and uh, they were they were dying much younger than the rest of the U.S., and so I spent most of my career at a community health center Helping Native Hawaiians lose weight, and uh, I, I arguably I had one of the most obese populations in the world. Some of my patients were 400, 500, 600, 700 pounds, and because I had because my because my program was so successful in turning their health around, um, and because I uh, I worked uh, in probably the most difficult groups. And I published the study on my program that was so effective. We won a national award for it from the U.S. Secretary of Health. And what what also I think they recognized was I brought back to life the native Hawaiian healing practices. And I was a lawyer first, and I wrote the law that legalized native Hawaiian healing in the U.S. In the no, I'm sorry in the in Hawaii in the state of Hawaii, I wrote the law that legalized native Hawaiian healing practices. So I think. Putting all that together, I think they uh, thought that that was worthy of.
0: That's that. remarkable. Okay, so when I think about an islander, and it, I mean, and you know, and this is my own narrow perspective, I think about people climbing trees. I think all about right. people
1: right. out of the woods
0: and both. I think about right. beautiful fruit and vegetable and pork. I mean I think about the healthiest people in the world. And
1: that was the old days. Exactly. And That's what I and what I what I did was well see the problem is in Hawaii we eat American food. And what's worse, we got used to eating spam and canned foods and sugar and soda and uh so when islanders eat that kind of food they become massively obese. So my program them back to exactly that picture i took them back and i and i tried to restore the old ways the old diet the old traditional uh cultural ways and when we did that in a in a formal program cholesterol levels dropped blood sugar dropped i started taking people off their insulin uh several of my patients lost 200 pounds or more uh and and they would keep it off for decades and so that's why uh, we won an award, and that's why I wrote those two books, The Hawaii Diet and now The Peace Diet, which is uh, which you can find on
0: Amazon. Yeah. yeah. Book, so I'm really excited yeah. about what you're yeah. doing. And you just mentioned, on you know, a backtrack for just a second, you said you were a lawyer and you wrote the litigation, <laughs> and then you became a doctor. That is such a huge leap and jump. And so, what first, you were a lawyer, which I, I love that you thought to do that because certainly there is something inside of you that went justice and peace and truth and trust and wanting to make things right, which you're still making things right. And then you woke up one day and said, so what I really want to do is heal. No,
1: right, but the truth know. is I kind of always wanted to be a doctor. I didn't think I could, I could stand being in school for four years and then three years of residency, and I thought, well, if I go to law school, it's only three years I can be licensed and I can be on my way. So I was trying to take a shortcut, and uh, I went to law school. And in the middle of law school, I started having these dreams and these visions of me being a doctor and not being a lawyer, and I just realized my destiny was not in the field of law. So I finished up law school, um, got my license to practice law, and then I think I was the only guy – studying the bar exam and the MCAT at the same time.
0: <laughs> that's astounding. That's yeah. absolutely people amazing. Was, I see be going saying, Oh people my thought
1: goodness. People thought I was nuts. But <laughs> that's what I did in the well in those
0: days. I love it. And I know I mean you are as people consider a unique physician and nutritionalist and a health advocate and a medical school Professor and all of these things, so of all the fields of medicine, how did you choose
1: the natural? Way? Oh, because uh you know um, when i um when I went to med school, I wanted to be a healer, and I realized most of what they teach is is putting people on medication for the rest of their life. Well, if they're on the medicine rest of their life, like blood pressure, medicine or diabetes, you didn't heal them, so I didn't learn what I wanted to learn. I wanted to learn how to get them off the medicine, not just put them on. So I went uh, to Harvard to get a degree in nutrition because most of the diseases that were ailing Americans was nutrition-related. Diabetes, heart disease, uh, high blood pressure, cancer, strokes, um, chronic pain, which which you're famous for. These are all nutrition, largely nutrition-related problems. And to me, I was, remember I was a lawyer first. To me, treating a fundamentally nutrition degree, nutrition disease such as diabetes without having a nutrition background to me was malpractice. But think about it. It's a nutrition <laughs> disease, and you don't know nutrition. In my head, alarms are going off. This is malpractice. I don't know what to tell this patient. So I went to Harvard. I got the best nutrition degree I could, and now when I see patients, I know exactly what to do. And I knew exactly how to get rid of their diabetes and off their medication. And that's what I became well known for.
0: Yes, that's absolutely brilliant. And you were talking about your book, and I know that we're jumping to a break. But when we come back, I would love to talk more about what you're writing now and sharing and how people can reach with you and work with you. And I know you're here in Honolulu, and I'm sure everybody right now is buying airline tickets and boarding planes, but (laughs) if there's a way they can Skype you or talk to you or be part of your programs and learn more. So more with Dr. Terry Shintanti when we turn here on Unlimited Life. Hi, it's Nicole Brandon, and welcome back to Unlimited Life. We are talking today with Dr. Terry Shintani on health, wellness, and truly how to lead and live a happier, healthier life, a life that we all know is possible for us on the other side. And we were talking just before the break about the Hawaiian diet. And I absolutely love the fact that you were able to take people back to a way of life a way that the body was designed to live, a way that we all know is in front of us and that you were talking about the minute we started eating spam or canned foods or boxed foods or processed foods or things with sugar or things that have words and descriptions and we have no idea what it says on the box. And so for people that live in Hawaii, they've lost all of this weight. And now you have a new book. Right on nutrition and health and I had the opportunity the other night talking to you and you were just saying you know this vitamin is good for you or that's great for you and I know that you have such a vast knowledge in health and nutrition as you're saying you wanted the very best to be able to help people get off their medicine not put people on medicine to lead them to live a healthier life and a life that they knew was possible and so tell me about this new book because I'm so excited to read well, it. Um, well.
1: After I um, was able to be so successful with the most, arguably the most obese population in the world, I figured if I can get a 500-pound guy to lose half of his weight down to 250 or so, I could do that with anybody. Because because when if you if you get to be 500 pounds, you have to know that you have this genetic predisposition because not everybody can get that large. So he has this genetic predisposition. Uh, some of these people have genetic predisposition, and I'm able to turn it around. And now they're finding that it may be that we're turning on and off their their, uh, obesity genes with a change in diet. And so in my book, I realized that part of the problem with most diets today is they're so unnatural that the body is always fighting back. And so I called it the peace diet for a couple of reasons. Uh, and uh, great,
0: up.
1: yeah and, and, thank you so uh, and actually it, it was great for Amazon because because it's easy to you know it's a one-word diet a peace diet it's very easy to find on amazon.com so but I but I called it that also because we were having a discussion I'm an old peace activist you know I'm 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 very much into world peace I don't like all the killing that's going around in the world and I didn't like the new Obama plate. You know, they you know they used to have the food pyramid. Yeah. And I, I actually knew I actually knew Marion Nessel, who was the chief dietitian who designed them, the pyramid. And I said, Marion, why did you do this? Don't you know if you feed people meat and dairy two to three times a day, they can't possibly control their cholesterol? And she says, I know, I know, I know. I said, so why do you do it? And she says, because this is half belongs to the USDA the Department of Agriculture, they're promoting their goods. So I said, you mean the pyramid is as much advertising as it is for health? She goes, you got it. And later on, she wrote a book uh, pointing that out. But anyway, so now we have the Obama plate. It's called My Plate. And I didn't like that one either. So when I tried to refashion Dr. Shintani's plate, I, I said, okay, we want to eat lots of vegetables, lots of whole grain, and then and then also – um, uh, some fruit, but less than vegetables because there's too much, a lot of sugar in it, and some beans because there's, you know, lots of protein in beans, but you don't want to get too much. And when I, if you can imagine in your head, you a round plate, you divide it down the middle and the upper two corners are, uh, are larger than the lower two uh, quarters, it becomes a peace sign. And I said, oh my gosh, I'm just going to call this the peace diet. So that's what it looks like on uh, on my cover. I have a cover of a peace sign with a plate that has vegetables, grains, uh, fruit, and protein, mainly beans and, and nuts and things like that. So that's how I came about with, with the name. And the other thing is when you follow the peace diet, your body is at peace. And when your body is at peace, that means less inflammation. That means less fighting the sugar rising up and down less fighting the cholesterol. I have a chapter on all of these. I have a chapter on how to control cholesterol without medication, how to control blood sugar without medication. And here's a good one, how to control inflammation and pain uh, with less medication, because a lot of people, too many people are on too many pain medicines. And let me tell you what shocks people. One of the worst foods you can eat for chronic inflammation and pain is chicken. And this whole country is eating lots of chicken. I mean, that's, Chicken is going up while beef is going down in terms of consumption. And they're actually creating a little bit more inflammation. I'm not saying beef is any good. That also promotes inflammation. But I have a table in my book in a chapter uh, about inflammation and chronic pain that shows that uh, the big sources of, of inflammation come from the omega-6 fats, arachidonic acid, and its precursor, uh, linoleic acid. And if you know which foods they are, you start eliminating those. And I have a table in that chapter uh, in the piece that I had about inflammation and pain. And when people go on my programs, and people join my programs, mainly for weight loss and blood sugar and diabetes and some of them for cancer, and I have a chapter on cancer also, um, they find their chronic pain starts going away. They say, hey, after 10 days, on my my programs are usually 10 days long. After 10 days, my back pain is gone. You know, I came here to control my sugar, but my, my knees don't hurt anymore. And I said, that's because you're taking out your omega-6 fats. And I have a, like, like I said, I have a table in that chapter on inflammation about that. And what people don't realize is the standard American diet, as described by the pyramid and the Obama my plate, are pro-inflammatory diets. They're high in omega-6 fats, and you have to... You have to change that if you really want to get control of your health because inflammation is now linked to almost every chronic disease you can think of, including cancer, diabetes, heart disease, arthritis, allergies, asthma, uh, autoimmune disease, I can go on and on and on, are inflammatory diseases. And uh, um, much of it, I'm not saying all of it, but much of it stems from not eating the right food and your body not being at peace, always fighting this or that or this insult or that imbalance. So that's what the peace diet is about.
0: Okay. Brilliant information. Yeah. What a great way to live.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> yeah and then people, and what, what also what I tell people is that, you know, your, your food replaces your body actually relatively quickly. Stomach lining gets replaced every couple of days, your skin every few weeks, your blood every 120 days. You you keep eating good food and you're you're going to start getting a good body. If you keep eating junk food, you're going to keep having a junk body. So I tell people, look, if if you really want to get healthy, just stick with it. Just keep eating good food and your body will start to replace all those molecules with good molecules. And... Uh, If you do it right, there's less inflammation. Your your body stops going to war and is at peace, and pretty soon everything repairs itself. And then heart disease starts to disappear. Diabetes starts to disappear. Inflammation starts to disappear. And in some cases, cancer starts to disappear. I have several patients in my practice. um, One of them, for example, stage 4 breast cancer that metastasized to the liver this is like almost eight years now. They can't find it anymore. So these are the kind of things that happen when when you put your body at peace by eating and living properly. And it's, and by the way, it's not just about diet. In in my uh, diagram, I have eight enhancements around the diet. It includes exercise, positive attitude, uh, and uh, um, well, good relationships, emotional health, health as well. So, so I I wrap that all up around a little piece plate. I call it the peace plate, and I called it the peace diet. So there we go. Yeah.
0: I have a question I wanted to ask you yeah. about some things that people think about being indicative to Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, coconut oil. Is it better to cook with coconut oil than olive oil? Or all right. Or that's
1: that, and, that's or a, and that's a and that's that's a great question that comes up a lot. And let me just first say all oils have lots of calories you can't get around that it's nine calories a gram a tablespoon of whether it's coconut oil um, olive oil safflower oil all of those oils or, or lard one tablespoon is like 120 calories it's a lot of calories and so if you overdo these things it's very easy to put weight on and I know some people say well if you eat the right kind of oil you're not gonna gain weight. Well that that's really depends. And when and when they show when they had experiments on on raising or lowering fat content in the 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 diets of mammals, the higher the fat, the higher the oil content, the higher the obesity rate. It just kind of works out that way. But specifically coconut oil What's good about coconut oil is it's a very low inflammatory oil. So omega-6 content is very small. That's the linoleic acid. That's the good part about it. So when people are underweight, let's say they have Crohn's disease or they are, have a wasting disease maybe connected to cancer, I'll use coconut oil for that because it's low inflammatory and it provides the calories that they need. But if you're overweight, you have a high cholesterol, you've got to go easy on that stuff because... It'll make it harder to lose weight and harder to control your cholesterol.
0: So that's, yeah.
1: Yeah. And
0: then my other question is salt and like Himalayan sea salt or the use yeah, of the that's salt. A, that's program. another
1: fantastic question. Um, um, first of all, I think the negative effects of salt are overemphasized. What they, what in my programs, for example, 10 days long, and uh, I I think I write about it in my chapter on on, uh, heart disease in my Peace Diet book uh, about how um, if you know what you're doing, you can lower the sodium in your diet without losing any taste. And what do I mean by that? Um, The biggest source of sodium is the sodium you can't really taste. The biggest source of sodium in the American diet are uh, animal products, Uh, uh, baked goods like simple bread is loaded with sodium and you just can't tell. And the other ones are a little more obvious, canned goods, snack foods, and fast foods. But you see, if you take out those foods and start to replace it with natural foods, even if you salt it or put soy sauce on it, and you know, I'm in Hawaii, we have lots of Asian food with soy sauce. People all say that My food is tasty. They asked me, how much sodium is it? And I said, "Um, all I can tell you is it's low sodium because within a couple of days, people lose about two or three pounds, mainly because they're dumping the water because the sodium is so low they can't hold on to the water. Now, if you're talking about – now, I know you asked about sea salt or Himalayan salt. See, those are good quality salts. Just remember, the sea used to be the blood of living things. So we all evolved from the ocean. So it's natural to have all kinds of minerals in the salt. It's not natural to have just sodium chloride, the kind you get out of a salt mine. So sea salt is the one to do, partly because it has a nice profile of all the many different um, minerals. You know, it'll have chromium. It'll have some iodine. It'll have, you know, a, a nice balance of, of sodium, potassium, uh, you know, sodium, chloride, magnesium, etc. So that's why you want to do sea salt. And Himalayan salt is actually derived from sea salt as well.
0: And for the eating in salt as well? Oh,
1: yeah, and that's, a, that's another good thing. Uh, we um, If you're going to do a salt bath, of course, sea salt would be the best. Yeah, that's great. pulls
0: the impurities out it of pulls your body those, yes, that. it does.
1: It's a good uh, way to detox.
0: I love all this. Yeah, and by the
1: way, I prefer sea salt to Epsom salt. A lot of people say, "Well, Epsom salt." Well, that's not really natural. Your body loves sea
0: salt. <laughs> I truly, because you know, sometimes you don't know, and people think you hear all sorts of things. Coconut oil is better for you. It's better to. Sure, use it and like it's I was better. saying,
1: it it and the answer is it depends on the situation. Really depends on the situation.
0: Yeah. And I was teasing people right before we, you know, jump before. But what's the best way for people to work with you? I know that you travel and you lecture all over um, the world, and you do sessions on Skype. Or can people? No, I'm I'm about
1: to my uh, uh, my foundation. We're we're um, we uh, are about to. In our in our last ten day program, I had people come from all over the country, from Florida, from California. We're actually a, mainly a local Hawaii program. To people from neighbor islands, which means they had to fly over here and stay here. I had somebody from uh, Palm Springs. I had somebody from Canada. I Just trying to hear about it. And uh, I had uh, I had a dentist come from San Francisco. Because you can't find a program like that anywhere else, like what I have. Because I don't do just diet. I do lifestyle. I do. Um, if you look at the, my peace uh, diet books diagram, I have eight enhancements, and I deal with all of those as well. The eight enhancements, the four internal is physical, mental, emotional, spiritual. And the four external are your exposures to earth, air, fire, and water, which are the four um uh, ancient elements of alchemy, Um, and when I say fire, that means energy, you know, exposure to radiation, uh, exposure to EMF and uh, ELF, and of course, water, you need clean water, you need clean air, you need unpolluted food, so I deal with all of those, and you can't find programs like that anywhere else, and I deal with the spiritual health as well, because um, I'm trained as a traditional Hawaiian healer as well as a, a, a conventional medical doctor. And in traditional Hawaiian healing, the spirit, the spiritual part, is never separated. You know what the healers say? You know the the Western Bible says, "In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth." That means the spiritual side and the physical side is looked at equally. So he says, why should a health program not be the same? Why should a health program only be physical? Why shouldn't it be also spiritual? And so in traditional Hawaiian healing, uh, we pay as much attention to spiritual health as well. That's what I like to do in my programs as well.
0: I look forward to sharing more. Dr. Terry Shantani here when we return on Passionate Living. Game, don't know the day I stay here out the way Do they know I'm there? hi it's Nicole Brandon welcome back to unlimited life we're talking tonight to dr. Terry Shintani. we're talking about health and wellness and nutrition and certainly not only a better way of life, but what I would consider the only way of life because who wants to live in a a body that needs medication? Who wants to live in a body that's sick or that's tired or that's weak or that's full of pain? I always think about the pickle jars because I know when you have a pickle jar and you can't open it, you bang it against the counter and you hit it with it a fork, and you hit it with a knife, and you watch people pound it on the floor, and then finally the pickle jar opens, and you hear a popping sound, that oxygenation, and it, it pops, and it opens, and once it's open, the next few times, you know, it might be a little tricky, and then all of a sudden you forgot that you ever had trouble opening that pickle jar, and our bodies should be open. We shouldn't be banging them on counters and knocking them with forks and knives and hitting it against the floor. We do all these crazy things to ourselves to try to free ourselves for the kind of life that we knew we were meant to live, to kind of be in the body, to kind of have that unlimited life, that passionate life, that life full of joy and bliss and euphoria and freedom and everything that we know we're here to experience on this planet. And therefore, we fill it up with all this junk with all of this. I was today in Honolulu and I was looking for pretzels and I was walking through the aisle. There was not a single bag of pretzels that did not have sugar. That didn't have all of this crazy stuff in it. I mean, I went through and I, I actually finally got to the end of the aisle and I looked back and there are maybe 40 choices. And I thought, how is it possible that there's an entire row Oh, pretzels, and there isn't a single pretzel that doesn't have sugar. Or have you ever tried to buy a loaf of bread? And you can literally spend an hour and a half in the bread aisle and say, this is remarkable. I never knew there was sugar in bread. And, and look at how much sugar is in bread. And then you find that one bread that doesn't have sugar, and you know what? It's the most delicious bread you ever had in your life. Why? Because it's not filled with all of this gunk. It's not filled with plastic and, and, you know, all of these just crazy elements that are not consumable and not meant to be in the human body and the human spirit. And so I'm so excited that Dr. Shantani is with us today and his books and his way of thinking and his life and the way that he heals people. And... You know, there's so many things I want to ask you about, but I want to go back to the top of the show and talk about when I walked into your practice and I walked into your center and I had that opportunity to do that a couple of years ago. And the energy felt so different. When you were creating your space, was there a conscious awareness of that from the minute people walk in, they're going to start getting well?
1: Exactly. Uh, I What I wanted to do was um have my practice in a place where when you walk in, the healing begins. So we actually have meditation music playing. Um, it's a hint of aromatherapy in the room uh, so that that plays into it. Um, I make sure that I um, train my front office staff saying that, you know, you're healers too. Because when people come in, they're suffering. Um, they want to hear a friendly voice. A sympathetic voice. They want to be heard. So um, uh, please remember that your voice is healing. So that was that was kind of something that went into it. Also, um, in my office, we don't have artificial plants. We have all real plants that breathe, that let out uh, oxygen. They take up the carbon dioxide and they let out oxygen, which is what plants are supposed to do. So we try to keep all of those. Uh, energetics in mind because the healing should begin when you step into the doctor's office. So that's the idea. Well,
0: it's such a beautiful thing. Yeah. And it just it feels so wonderful. And as I was sharing when I was watching the people in your workshop, there's a There's a knowingness. And do people when you share information with them, say somewhere inside they that that they knew that was right. Or that their parents gave them something different, but they really longed for X, Y, Z, or their body really like wanted that. their urine? You no, know,
1: actually, you know, that's kind of an interesting um, perspective. Uh, for me, when I see a, a, a large group of people, um, uh, if I I, um, I try to give them enough information uh, to to get them to know that they can heal themselves. A lot of people don't know they can do that. And um, once they know that, then it's up to them. Because some people choose to be sick. Some people don't want to go through the effort. And that's their choice, you know. Um, a lot of people will, some people, I remember other doctors saying, wow, because I actually have a very high rate of success, and they ask me, "Wow, how do you how do you motivate these people?" And I says, "Motivating them is not my job. They have to motivate themselves. My job is to show them the reasons, and to show them that it's possible." For example, if you go to, if you look at uh, the cover of my book on Amazon, of course you'll see the peace plate in the middle, uh, the peace diet centered on the peace plate in the middle. But if you look at the cover, not only is the um, not only is the peace plate the peace sign, and it describes basically it's a symbol of how roughly how uh, you sh- you should be eating. But I have eight icons around them, showing that all if you work on all of these aspects, four of them are internal, and four of them are external. Then you are empowered to. To turn your health around. And when people start realizing that they can turn their health around, then they start to have the motivation that, because for, for a lot of people, um, they go to the doctor and the doctor just gives them a pill. To them, empowerment is oh, I take the pill three times a day. Well, that's not empowerment. All that is is you're enslaved to the medication. And what I try to do is show them that they can get off the medicine by taking care of their own health. But you have to do it holistically. You have to do it not just with one magic bullet or two magic bullets. You've got to foster uh, your own health uh, physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. And that's what's going to set you free free from medication free from pain free from these diseases and once people become aware that they can do that then i think they become motivated yeah you know, so so that's that's how that's that's how it works
0: it was really such an incredible experience for me stepping into your office stepping into your space and being there and it's something that i've taken with me Everywhere, and it's actually something I compare other places to, because I go into offices and I'm like, why can't they feel like that? Why can't my heart and soul sing when I walk into a place?
1: And, I, and you know, and there's some there's some intention to that. And uh, but I I think what um, I think one of the uh, I think the failing of our modern medicine is it's almost designed to make you dependent on pharmaceuticals. It's really a sad situation. I just gave a I just gave a uh, kind of a keynote talk at our uh, medical school's incoming students. And they told me I could say anything I wanted. So <laughs> and I think I said some things that they might not have expected, but I said, you know, you're going to spend four years learning how to put people on medication. I hope you will spend as much time learning how to get them off their medication as well. Because if you put them on medicine, you haven't healed them yet, and you haven't become a healer. You become a healer when you learn how to take them off the medication, get them well enough that the medication becomes unnecessary, and then you will be a healer. <laughs> and I don't know, if, I don't know if all the doctors uh, appreciated that. But when you really think about it, it's true, isn't it? If 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 all they do is put you on medicine for the rest of your life. They haven't healed you at all. All they do done is is made you uh, dependent on the pharmaceutical system. So I try to show them how if they if they do all those things, you know and you know, like I said, on the cover of my peace diet book, I have that peace plate and those diet you know and the the little icons. If you cover all of those, you should actually be able to start to wean yourself off medication get well so that's the the whole idea. I'm
0: so glad you're here and we're talking about this today and you have had an unbelievable run as far as in health and wellness and people looking at you and, and being inspired by your work and I know you've been featured on Newsweek and CBS This Morning and CNN and Dateline NBC and as of 1995, I read that you actually appear yeah, in the I Encyclopedia mean, Britannica. I love that. Um, I know. I'm so uh,
1: honored that they, uh, they put me in there for for our work. Yeah.
0: yeah. So I've got a question for you something that's a really controversial question, but something about what we've wondered about because we're talking a lot about losing weight and staying healthy and getting off medication and pain free, and, and so, so many different components and people and areas of, of medicine and health and wellness, but I want to talk about sort of the entire global planet for a minute of population. I want to ask about suntan lotion because we're all living under the sun, all right. we're we're on amazing this amazing. planet, and it doesn't matter what your background or what you're raised or how old you are or if you're three or if you're 100, and when I look at longevity and I look at people who have... I mean, I've been blessed because I've been in Peru, Peru and I've been in Ecuador and I've been in all these third world countries and I've been in all these islands and, you know, I find the greatest, you know, statues and monuments and the most historical places in the world. And I look at people who were 110 and 115. 100, like, you look at people who have lived these long, they're sages, they're wisdom keepers of the planet, and they are carrying my bags up a mountain, up a hill. They are the healthiest, and they don't use suntan tan Right, exactly. And so can you share a little bit sure. about that? Sure.
1: Okay, so again, if you look at the cover of my Peace Diet book, you can look at it on Amazon, for example. I have the diet in the middle with the peace sign, and I have eight external, well, uh, actually eight enhancements. Four of them are internal or external. So I look at exposure to sunlight as one of those facets. You know, ex- external exposures are important because, of course, uh, if you're if you're exposed to radiation, it'll kill you pretty fast. What, I mean, I'm talking about nuclear radiation. Well, of course, you have uh, rays from the sun, and that's one of the one of the areas of importance because, let's face it, uh, we evolved under the sun. And having sunlight is a natural thing. We also know we also know that too much sun can cause skin cancer, and too little sun will cause vitamin D deficiency. So, now in answer to your question about suntan lotion, uh, uh, if you are suddenly going to expose yourself to lots of sunlight and you can overdo it easily and get, you know, they, they talk about all these skin cancers. And, you know, but the problem with us nowadays is we live in a society where we work, 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 indoors, indoors. And then we take a vacation and we go down to, 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 you know, go down to the ocean and get on a boat or go to the beach and lay down in the sun. All of a sudden, you know, you haven't built up the melanin in your skin to protect it over time. So then you probably need some sunscreen. But, it, but just remember two things. You can overdo sunscreen. People put sunscreen on all the time they actually can become vitamin D deficient because they're blocking the action of the sun or the skin to produce vitamin D. The other thing is um, watch out for those chemicals. Some of the chemicals in suntan lotion aren't that benign. So I really recommend people to do as little of that as possible unless, I mean, you have to balance it against the, the necessity of going out in the sun without, without building up your tolerance for it. Uh, because like you were saying, those those people who are in in Pe- Peru and Ecuador and actually near Equatorial America, you know, their skin has become brownish because of the tanning, and the melanin actually is protecting their cells from sun exposure. Uh, and if you're fair-skinned from Minnesota and suddenly you go out there, you, you're going to need some sunscreen to protect yourself because your body hasn't built up the melanin to to naturally protect yourself. So um, so I think the natural way is best, but if you're in a certain situation, that might be a prudent thing to do. You mentioned that
0: the body might have a vitamin D deficiency. Right. Why is vitamin D important to oh, the body? Oh, vitamin
1: D is now, by, you know, it, now they find it has 92 functions and counting. We used to think vitamin D was important for, absorption of calcium and bone health, which is true. But then now they have studies showing that girls who, who are vitamin D deficient can't jump as high. Their muscles are affected. Seniors who don't have enough vitamin D start losing their memory faster, so it, so it preserves the brain. Uh, vitamin D deficiency can cause hypothyroidism because your thyroid doesn't function. So it has many, many functions uh some of which which we are still discovering and they also find <coughs> excuse me 33 uh, i'm sorry women who have optimized by vit- or, or who have levels of vitamin D in the higher levels 83% less breast cancer now uh um 30% less heart disease uh 60% less colon cancer um now these are correlational studies But vitamin D is, unless you go really high up into the 90s, excuse me, (coughs) um, it's very safe. So, why wouldn't you try to optimize your vitamin D levels? Are there
0: foods that naturally are high in vitamin D?
1: Well, mainly vitamin D you get from the sun. Um, uh, You can get vitamin D in fortified foods. But I actually uh, recommend getting vitamin D mainly from some sunlight exposure um, uh, and uh, taking a simple supplement, vitamin D3. Good idea. Yeah. But I love that this
0: is something that you can do. I've always questioned motion thing, and especially because yeah. I see these people that are so, right. Right. Healthy
1: exactly, you're, so you're vibrantly healthy right.
0: and so vibrantly healthy. And now I know that's one of your passions. And I know we're coming up to the top of the show, but I'd love to take a couple minutes and talk about longevity, because I know that's something. Right. Yeah. Well, really longevity. Um,
1: you know, yeah, interestingly, I, I was just <laughs> we were having this discussion. Um, Okinawans as a nation live the longest, They're documented, but actually um, Asian Americans like myself actually live longer than the Okinawans. It's kind of an interesting concept, and especially in Hawaii. Hawaii has the longest lifespan in the United States, and so um, the whole idea of longevity is important to me because, um, you know, I turn 65 now, I, I don't feel like I'm that old, and yet it
0: like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh,
1: so uh, one of my passions, uh, and then actually one of my chapters in the Peace Diet book is how to reverse aging, and uh, you reverse aging, I'm talking about biological aging, you sure. can't reverse chronological aging, but in the, in the Peace Diet book, uh, one of my early chapters is how to reverse aging, and it's actually by reversing the markers of certain health issues including blood sugar and cholesterol, blood pressure, and looking at your your diet and lifestyle. You know, all of those eight factors play into it. But if you optimize those things, you know, the Holy Bible says we can live to be 120. So I figure I'm going to try to get myself and all of my patients to live to be 100, and then I'll retire.
0: That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, wonderful. Well, I want to be part of that. I want to tell you to do that, 100 because, you know, small child, I could thinking I'm one of the wisdom keepers of the planet, which means I'm going to be here a very long yeah, time. So always Okay. Yeah, let's make a pact
1: that we're going to be wisdom keepers for a long time. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's so funny. I had a dog, a little Shih and she lived to be 20. And oh. Yes. And it was one night she wasn't feeling well and I took her to the vet and the vet said I don't think she's going to make it through the night and I was Devastated. And a friend of mine called me, and I was crying, and he said, what's going on? And my little dog was Tara. She was her. She was my. And I said, Tara is in the hospital. I don't think she's going to make it through the night. And he said, honey, listen to me. She's 20. If she's a person, she'd be on the Today Show. (laughs) Thank you for making me laugh through my tears. So I thought if my little dog would be 20 and live to be, you know, over 100 or whatever, absolutely that we all have that capability and that capacity. And I'm constantly meeting people that are 103 and 105, and they are sharp and they are active and they are i met people it was their 87th wedding at a brewery the other day so it's possible for all of us and i know that it is and i know that you are currently serving you know as associate chair of complementary medicine and alternative medicine at the university of hawaii you are astounding and everything that you have your hand in and i guess you know, one of the questions I always love to ask my guests, we talk about passionate living on this show. And for you, what does it mean to Dr. Terry Shintani to lead and live a passionate life?
1: Uh, what it means is you wake up in the morning and you just can't wait to do what you need to do today because that's the way I wake up. I, I wake up and I oh, I, I need to do this. I need to finish it. And, I work, and I'm late at night trying to finish up what I want to do and I do it because I I want to do it, and I, I work until I'm sleepy, and I'm almost disappointed that I'm getting sleepy because I need I want to finish this and that. I'm I'm working on ten more books um, because I think people need to hear um, information about these things. So to me, passionate living is to love what you do. But you know, I also I'll, I always look at the fo- the four elements: the physical, mental, emotional, spiritual. You know, um, you need physical health to be passionate. That's what you're very good at. You know, you've got fitness training. So you have to have the physiology. So you start with that. Uh, The mental part, you need to be clear of mind. And by the way, diet can clear your mind as well. Diet and exercise can clear your mind. But then you still need to be focused uh, as to what you're doing and have Good thoughts, because you are what you eat, you are what you do, you are what you think, you are what you feel, you are what you pray. These things are important. Uh, And um, the emotional side, we all have to remember we are beings of light and love. And our purpose here is to give as much love as we can while we're here. And we're here for such a short time. And, you know, this is spirit of aloha which is what I was trained in, in traditional Hawaiian healing, is that aloha is the idea of you give. You know, in in modern times, everything is give and take. In ancient times, in the Hawaiian way, was give and keep giving. And that's the spirit of aloha. And that's the emotional part. And when you do that, eventually it comes back to you. And then spirit, I think, your relationship with the Almighty is important. So when you put it all together, I think we can all live passionately because we'll have the physiology to it. We'll have the mental capacity to do it. We'll have the love. And by the way, with the love also comes the uh, motivation to do things. And then we are guided by the spirit. And when you put all four together, uh, passionate living becomes a reality every day of your life.
0: Beautiful answer. Well, it was an honor and privilege and pleasure to have you here. And just really quickly as we come to the top of the show, how do people reach you? Is it best to go to your website? Well, the best
1: thing, uh, you can go to drshintani.com. That's D-R-S-H-I-N-T-A-N-I.com. And my book is on Amazon, The Peace Diet by Dr. Shintani. Uh, And uh, um, that's probably the easiest way, drshintani.com. Uh, or look at my book, The Peace Diet, on Amazon. Thank you.
0: Well, I know that each and every one of you, who doesn't want to lead and live a healthier and a better life, a life that's free, a life that's joyful, a life that really has every element that you've been looking for, which is that energy and that strength and that beauty and the healthy skin and healthy nails and fabulous way to love and longevity and uh, anti-aging process in a way to reverse and to actually have that energy and to feel wonderful and to wake up and to really be able to bound out of bed. I love the fact that you talk about girls that don't have this, can't jump as high. I mean, you talk about little girls naturally are skipping rope and they're, they're jumping up and down and kids jump and bounce on beds and it's the most natural thing in the world to do. And imagine if we're being weighted down by chemicals, we're being weighted down by negative energy, we're being weighted down by society and things that we're told or things that were shared or people force-feeding us things when we're kids and somebody pushes cookies on us or cake or ice cream to make us feel better instead of loving us and that there is another way to be able to be energized on this planet and Dr. Terry Shantani certainly does that. So it is a great gift. And so for myself, Nicole Brandon and Dr. Very We are wishing you an unlimited life, a happy life, a life of joy and pleasure. And may each and every one of your dreams come true. And we look forward to seeing you here next week on passionate.